Well, boys, Invincible Watch is down to two. Someone lost this weekend. Hate to be that team. This is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're listening from. Thanks for tuning in. Red Card Radio is a weekly look at the Premier League from three friends who support different clubs. As always, I'm joined tonight by Brad. He supports Chelsea. That's Sean. He supports Tottenham Hotspurs. And I'm James. I support Arsenal. Gentlemen, boys, welcome in. I hope you guys had a good week. Brad, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. But you're not you're not uh you're starting out the podcast erroneously. Erroneously. Okay. Yes. Okay. We'll, 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 and we'll just get overturned in VAR. We we don't always have bread. True. Yeah, that's fair. His team Sometimes won. when Chelsea loses. Yeah, yeah. His team his team won this weekend. So he decided oh, okay. to show up. But I mean Oh, okay. I wonder I wonder how they did in in uh, in Europe. Yeah, yeah, we definitely didn't today. I should I should probably stay late at work again today. <laughs> All right. But before we uh, we get too deep, we are going to jump into the uh, review. Uh, let you guys know what has happened since we were last together. Um, so since we last had a review episode, uh, we had some end of match week five games. So that match week five ended with Bournemouth and Wolves. That game ended in a nil nil draw. Aston Villa or Arsenal hosted Aston Villa. Arsenal won that game two to one. Uh, Manchester City put six past Forest at the Etihad. West Ham and Spurs they played to a one one draw. Liverpool and Newcastle. Liverpool got a 98th minute winner to win that match two to one, and then Leicester and United. United got their second win in a row, I believe, against Leicester. They won that game one to nil. Fast forward to the last weekend. Um, it was their third win in a row. Thank you, Brad. Um, Welcome. I was confused on their point total right now. Okay, but we go to match week six. Um, Everton hosting Liverpool, the Merseyside Derby, the first one of the season. That game ended in a one and a nil nil draw. Um, Jordan Pickford had a hundred thousand saves, um, and Liverpool could not score. Uh, Brentford and Leeds. Uh, that game ended five to two in favor of Brentford. Um, I think that was the match. Jesse Marsh got sent to the uh, got sent off. He got a red card in that match. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, and the Chelsea West Ham game, uh, Chelsea win the game uh, two to one. For those, there's no air quotes in that. There's no air quotes on that. That's a win. Yes. we won the game. They, the air quotes would be on the Chelsea Tottenham game. That's the air quotes. Okay, sure. All right, all right, all right. Got you, got you, got you. So Chelsea get the two to one result. Newcastle Palace. That game ends in a nil nil draw. Forest Bournemouth. Um, so we were kind of memeing last week when we said that you should watch this game, but that game turned out to be a, a phenomenal game. Uh, that game ended a two, uh, three to two for Bournemouth. Forest went up two nil Bournemouth screamed back in the second half with three goals. They get their first one of the season. Um, or excuse me, their second one of the season. Good on them. Um, Spurs Fulham. That game ends in a two to one for Spurs Wolves, Southampton Wolves win that game one nil Villa city is a one, one draw Brighton and Leicester. That game also ends five to two with Brighton heaping more misery on Leicester and then Manchester United and Arsenal Manchester United win the game three to one. That means Arsenal's hope at an invincible season is now dashed, but Oh, someone punched their microphone. Um, it was Brad. Wasn't me. Um, (laughs) but dear friends, I will turn your attention to the Premier league table and sitting alone as sitting alone. At the top much of the like Premier the, League table. 
Is, is that why you have the flag on the table behind no. you? Uh, one of my friends sent that to me. It is on top of the table. Oh, we, it is. We're going to say it is it's on not, top of the not, table. It's not week 10 yet, so it doesn't matter. Week 10. So you should, you should probably take it off the table. Um, but as you guys are alluding to, Arsenal are on top of the table. They are Arsenal in first position on 15 points. One point behind them are both Manchester City and Tottenham Hotspurs. Uh, they are on 14 points. Interesting. I wonder, uh, wonder who they play. Those two teams play at the weekend. I guess you'll have to tune in to find out. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion are in fourth. Manchester United are up to fifth. Chelsea are in sixth. Liverpool are in seventh. Brentford eighth. Leeds ninth. Rounding out the top 10 is Fulham in 10th. Newcastle are up to 11th. Southampton, uh, Bournemouth, Wolves follow behind. Crystal Palace are in 15th. Everton 16th. Villa are up to 17th. And in the relegation zones, uh, we've got West Ham. They are on four points. Nottingham Forest are on four points in 19th. And Leicester City, having yet to win a game, only managed one draw. They are in 20th position. Um... So yeah, they're in a precarious position. Precarious position. But we want to turn our attention to the Everton-Liverpool match. Uh, that game, of course, ended in the... Uh, hold on a second. There we go. That game ended in in a nil-nil draw. What do you, what, you you watched that game, right, Brad? What did, you, what did you think about it? I did. That was one of the best nil-nil games I've seen in a long time. Um action-packed and that game definitely could have been three three or any iteration of three goals on each side like three two one whatever yeah and nobody had any complaints like almost 40 shots on goal uh sorry almost 40 shots 11 on goal that's awesome um Liverpool were not clinical and Everton took the chances that they got so Everton Everton had chances to win Everton had the ball in the back of the net yeah. Um, it was ruled off for offside. I think it was a good call. Um, I've seen one still photo that makes it look like a bad call, which made me want to go back and relook at the lines that the referees drew to see if they made sense. Um, it's marginal. It's one of those where we've talked, like, if there's a, that 10 centimeter rule or three centimeter, like, whatever that, like, whatever that it didn't measurement seem that, is. It didn't seem that close, was it? I'd have to, yeah. I, again, it was very close. Again, I'd have to go back and, and look. Um, yeah. That's, a, that's also one of those games where, you know, Liverpool haven't started great, but it's like when when um, my betting buddy messaged me and said, "What's how crazy am I for picking United to beat Liverpool? And I was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, first of all, I wouldn't, Liverpool are a lot better. Second of all, I wouldn't bet this game at all because they're a rival. And the answer is, eh, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the same. Everton are not very good, but it's a huge rivalry. So you just kind of shrug your shoulder. You're like, eh, don't know. <laughs> Form doesn't matter. And I think yeah, uh, yeah, Malpe is matter. one of the worst strikers to ever play in the Premier League, like on conversion rate, on shots fired, on whatever metric you want to use. Malpe is one of the worst strikers ever. I don't think anybody's bragging because they got Malpe up front, but he gives Everton a focal point and lets Damari Gray and Gordon play to the outside, playing to their strengths, Neil which Mope. I think helped. Neil Mope is a cheat, and I hope Brighton get relegated. He's on Everton now. I know. It's a, it's a meme. It's, oh. a, it's an AFTV meme. Uh, so Neil Mope, uh, during the COVID season, injured Burnt Leno. 
Um, oh. they, they had it coming together. He, oh, yes. He injured yes. Burt Leno. And then one of the uh, one of the guys on AFTV, <laughs> all he could say during his interview was, Neil Mope is a cheat, and I hope Brighton get relegated. Uh, and his, this has been his call sign for two and a half years now. I wonder if he's saying the same thing about Everton now. Um, um, I mean, Onana of- is a beast for them in midfield. And, like, Liverpool has to figure out their midfield. I mean, and they I, had chances. I mean, I think our, I think Mello is going to help them out. Um, if, if he can, uh, so my caveat on Mello is if he's willing to put the work in that Klopp wants him to. If he's able to work hard and play in Klopp's system and press hard, then I think Arthur Arthur Mello is is a good player, and he he has the all of the skill and the attributes to be a very helpful midfielder for them, but. The big caveat is work rate for him. Clearly, he hasn't featured yet. It sounds like he might play tomorrow in the Champions League, but I guess that's yet to be seen. You, uh, that made the signing, of course. But Brad, you missed the joke um, that I tickled me. But it was it was about uh, Liverpool not really doing what they need to to address their team, and uh, someone mentioned such, and <laughs> a Liverpool supporter said, "No." The scouting department did exactly what they meant to do. They identified the best center defensive midfielder in the whole transfer season. He just signed with Real Madrid. Signed for- <laughs> they identified him, and then they said, well, guess yeah. we'll go to the next transfer. <laughs> we identified him. We didn't get him. So we'll try him next year. <laughs> I mean, that's actually, that's, uh, yes, yes. I mean, Liverpool's scouting we, department. We did our job. They've been as good since homie left. I, I mean, they identified the best one. They just didn't sign him. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Diaz clearly popped off. Yeah, I, you know, I think New, they He's also are up. not. They're also not playing one of their important signings because he headbutted some man. Nunez played. He, Nunez he should, played. He's back he now, right? Yeah, he's, he's back, back now, Nunez right? Started. Okay. Yeah. He's How started. long did they give him? Three. By game, the way, three games. Okay. Three games. Is a straight, three games, straight, straight red card. Straight red card. Violent, yeah. violent conduct. Um, I think we were talking in the uh, the pre meeting. I'm gonna dig into this this Brighton team. Yeah, like, well, what I what I wanted to discuss is, are we at a point right now that we need to be discussing how bad Leicester are, how good Brighton yes. are, or yes, <laughs> yes, because yeah, because yes. Brighton are good, and I. I will apologize to them uh, because I think it was last week or the week before I made a comment of like essentially not trying to be negative to them, but it came off as, oh, that's cute. You get, you're getting points. I, I made the comment of like this is really important for them. They're getting points that they don't have to scrap for later. This is really important to get these points. I don't think that's doing Brighton justice because I've watched three or four of their games. They're effing good. Well, it's funny you say you feel like you need to apologize to Brighton fans in Brighton when when uh, when it's I changed I picked them to get relegated last year yeah, that's true, <laughs> so, that's well, true. they also had a really hot start last year too though true that's a fair point yeah they, they started really well last year and they cooled a little bit when they when the games started coming thicker and faster that's a fair point and the, Brad. and, the, and, the, and, and they closed mid- really strong yeah I don't think they I think they are so right now I think they are well I don't know if they closed really strong. I, I don't they know, did man. enough they to did. stay in the they, top ten. They, they they beat Tottenham and Arsenal away and then beat uh what was it United or I Liverpool? Think, they think, beat somebody at home. I, I think they beat United at home. 
they got some and they they, got, they beat they beat Tottenham at Spurs yeah. and they beat Arsenal at Arsenal. Yeah, so like that was my point is like since like March on from the end of last season, I feel like they've been on a pretty good back team. Back there. Well, they have a really good midfield like McAllister, Cassetto, Trossard. Those are not pushover. Those are Premier League starting center midfield. Like Liverpool would die to have any of them in their midfield right now. By the way, I recently just found out who the heck Alex Alexis McAllister is because I was looking down the the goals like the top goal scorers in the league, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. There's Holland. There's Mitrovic. There's Kane. There's McAllister. There's who? The F is McAllister. <laughs> who yeah. is this guy? I thought it was Gro. I thought it was Grobe scoring all the goals over there. No, no, McAllister's got four. He's you know put together a pretty good season, and he had a worldie that was called back. I don't know if you guys watched yeah. this game. Well. If you want to get into VAR decisions, that was they call that one for, oh, for offside, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that one was bad. I think that one was close too. I think that one was close too. Maybe that was the one I was thinking about that was really close. Well, okay. So I'm actually less upset about that offside call. So the, what happened was uh, like there was a cross that came in, and someone tried to do like an overhead kick, or I don't know. They 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 tried to kick the ball, and they whiffed entirely. But the person yeah. who tried to kick the ball was was in an offside position. And then the uh, opposing team, the Leicester player, gets a head on it and heads it out. But it's not a great header. And so it falls to McAllister. And then McAllister just rips one Blasted. and yeah. scores. Um, and so, like, I don't know. That one, it, on the balance of the VAR calls this weekend, that one, poor. that one, I know that the NBC commentators were really upset about it. Like, so Rebecca Lowe and the Robbies, they were both really upset about it. Um, because it took away such a beautiful, amazing, fun, exciting goal. Um, I think if it's a worldie, like I think this should be a rule. If it's a worldie, no. then it stays. No, but, but also good. like the but, off the the alleged uh, perpetrator in this situation didn't impact the play at all. Well, well <laughs> yes, he did. You could, make an, you could make an argument that the defender yes, did. Ha- was put off by by him. You could make that argument. I don't know if it's a good argument. But you could you could make that argument. Um, if we want to get into like a really dicey VAR call, we could talk about this Chelsea West Ham game. You guys, you guys, we have you, we have some words prepared to move. on I think on to we that. need to sit. I think we should sit on Leicester for a little bit here. Okay. Oh yeah, we we like, haven't buried them yet. Have you seen Brent? Uh, did you see Brendan Rodgers' comments afterwards? Like, so the owner of Leicester City was like, "Hey guys." we didn't go out into this window to spend money because if we did that, then the long-term future of this club is, is not going to be good because Leicester city is a debt-free um, debt-free team. Yeah. Like legitimately debt-free, not like the Chelsea debt-free, right? Cause uh, what's his name? Because no bully did take out a lot of credit is not connected to Chelsea. Not, so not it's not based on Chelsea. It's not officially connected to Chelsea, but Right, 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 but it's funds owner. that are available to be to be. To, it's not a single owner; it's a conglomerate. Clear Lake is in there too, sir. So okay, why do we all? Why do we but, only talk about Todd Bowley then? Because he's the face. He's the chairman. He's the he sporting director. Be, he's the everything right now. He needs to be in every picture. He's Roman Abramovich. Don't don't lie, Brad. Anyway, finish <laughs> which your I'm point. fine with. Finish your point. But Leicester City is a completely debt free club, and so like the owner pens this letter in the match day program. The post-match press conference, Brendan Rodgers is like, well, fuck all that. Where are my signings? I, well, like, I didn't have any signings. 
our team sucks. I'm doing what I can, but this is what it is. It's essentially, was, like, it's essentially his, what he said. Wasn't his comment like, to be fair, uh, we haven't done enough to address the, the, the problems in this. Deficiencies. The deficiencies yeah. in this in this team. And I mean, he's not necessarily wrong. Suchek, you, Fofana got bought. Suchek can't cut it as a center back in the Prem. And Diddy they lost is a central is a CDM playing as a cent, as a center back. They lost their uh, their goalkeeper who had been like Schmeichel. They, they lost one of the best leaders. Yeah, had been a leader in that club for like eight years or something like that. So that, that Sean that Sean thought was like top ten. Uh, Fuchs isn't there anymore. Wes Morgan isn't there anymore. Uh, Danny yeah, Vardy's yeah, still it, there, but he's not even what, starting. Like Vardy's old as hell. Hold on, you're yeah. going you're going back to players. Let me time out. You're going back to 15, 16, talking about Wes Morgan. <laughs> like he wasn't, four, he wasn't 40 year True. old Wes Morgan. And like True. But six you had years ago, left two years ago, it was also old. And, and they've, spent, they've, leave. they've spent money recently oh. and they finished eighth last year with the, basically the same team. No, cause they're missing it. Oh, we, they, we bought their best center back. I don't know if you saw, cause I don't think we did a transfer window special, but like it's close to the deadline day, Fofana was bought for like 70 mil and then they didn't replace him. Okay. If you want to talk about Schmeichel, that's fine. They sucked with Fofana. That's this year. That's <laughs> they true. finished eighth last year. Like they're, we're not talking about a bad team and, and a flawed roster. Like they just had success last year. Hold on. But do we think, so I think Brendan Rodgers is about to get fired. There were, oh yes. hundred percent. I think so Brandon too. The next and I don't fired. think, I, I'm actually arguing all this uh, not to condemn Brendan Rodgers. Of clearly, it's something he's doing wrong. I, when he get, when he gets fired, because he's going to get fired, I don't think it will be justified. I don't have the answers, but you can't tell me a roster that barely missed they, they missed they missed out on Europe by four points. Well, now that same roster minus Fofana and Schmeichel now all of a sudden is crap. Here's here's the way you ask that question: Is what manager will they get? And will the manager do appreciably better with the same squad that Brendan Rodgers has available to him now? I don't think this is a relegation team. So I would say yes. Agreed. And I don't know what manager that is. I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't think. I don't know. Hey, you know who's, the, the you know who's is, good at doing with, with, with no money? Who? Poch. I mean, Pochettino needs he's a, a he's, he's available. And like he is, he is a he's a project guy. He doesn't mind a project. Yeah, yeah. That's also that's very interesting. First of all, that he hasn't gotten hired, um, but maybe that's maybe that's by his own doing. Maybe, um, but he also didn't get officially let go until pretty late yeah. into the summer. Um, like it, but, like everybody knew he was leaving, but he hadn't been like go yet. It's the same thing by with like Conte uh, getting fired at Chelsea, kind of the same timing. Right, and by that by that time, like. Other clubs have to make all, their plans. And they're now. already done. Yeah. But the interesting thing about Leicester, um, it, to, to your point, James, is are, are they getting Graham Potter out of Brighton? If I'm if I'm Graham Potter, no. I'm not leaving Brighton. You got something cooking right now. No. You know what I mean? Like, you got something going. Like, Not for you. You're not are, leaving are they, for Leicester. Well, think, the, especially they, the thing about Graham Potter is there's talk that Graham Potter might be lined up to replace Southgate in the England setup. That would like, be dope. Let's, or, like, let's just, I would like that a lot. We could, we could run down a couple. Is is he getting Eddie Howe out of Newcastle? No. 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 Is he getting Jesse Marsh? No. 
If I'm Jesse Marsh, I'm not leaving Leeds. But at the same time, no, uh, there's not enough Americans so, there. So Silva out of Wolves, like Vieira out of Palace, like nobody's leaving their current situation. That's any, like you, like to your point, any appreciably am- amount better than Rogers. Um, what's his name in Norwich? Oh gosh, I can't think of his name. Who's Astonis coach? Oh gosh, Dean. don't bring any. Yeah, Dean Smith. Yeah. But Dean Smith anywhere near that yeah, club? Dean Smith is not. not. It's like saying uh, Steve Bruce is available. Yeah, basically, not, basically not just what you said. No, I disagree. I, Dean Smith is a much better manager than Steve, than, than Steve Bruce. I 1,000% disagree. Um, homie that just got fired from Bournemouth. Scott, Scott Parker. Parker. Scott. Is Leicester City hiring Scott Parker? I don't see that happening. You want to talk about a team that's not a relegation team. Um, That's true. Let's right. let's let's table this discussion for now yes. because um, until he gets fired, he is going to get fired, and we'll talk about it when he does get fired. We do have a couple other things we want to hit on before we're out of here. Um, this Chelsea uh, West Ham game. Uh, what talk to me about it, Brad? What what uh, what are your thoughts and feelings? We got the job done. VAR worked as intended. Okay. Do you have any more global thoughts about Chelsea Football Club right now? The state that you're in? Um, do you want to throw any context around the fact that you guys lost today in Croatia? Um, like, I think today your, was just a... What are your, what's your emotion? What is your feeling? What's your read on this Chelsea team? Where are they at right now? Uh, I think we're still in the middle of summer. Like, coming to the end of summer. Like, I think everybody's still getting worked in. I think Tuchel is still trying to figure out where all of these pieces are going to go that he got. Um, I think Sterling is finding a rhythm, which is awesome. Um, Oba clearly needs to keep his head up and actually take a shot. Um, Cause he had a goal, like easy goal today. Um, I'm glad Oba's in and I'm glad he's playing already. Like they got him a mask and he's like, cool. I'm, I'm down to go in. Um, so that's, that's good. I Just laughed me. really hard, James, at your uh, – sorry to cut you off. It's Just a comment, but you're, you either tweeted or retweeted that uh, Oba is payback for William. I saw that too. I saw that too. <laughs> someone, someone, so, someone tweeted that, and, and my response was, "There's while that's funny, there's no way that Aubameyang is going to be anywhere near no. as bad as William hey, was for Arsenal. No, but it is funny. It is funny. We, we, didn't, we, didn't touch on, we didn't touch on the fact that, that William now plays for Fulham. Deadline so so can we talk about this? So hey hey hey, I got a question, James. Did you did you guys pay for uh, William's flight to yeah. London when he signed for you guys? No, because oh, he was already go. he was already in London. Oh okay okay. Hey, we we, we didn't either. Hey Sean, did you guys pay for William's flight to London? Yes. <laughs> Spurs, yeah. The jo- <laughs> he signed to Fulham. The, the, I love that. The joke is that Spurs flew William in to sign, and then he decided to sign for Chelsea instead. And then he played a career with Chelsea and then Arsenal, and now he signed for Fulham, and he signed for three London clubs, but not a That's single one that paid. Well, to be fair, I'm sure that Ful- ticket. Fulham probably played. Well, actually, I don't know. He might have just paid for it himself because he was coming into this train. Anyway, yes. well, he was yes in the weeds yes. here about. Well, Sorry. All right. Sorry. Me. Funny aside, but okay. So, um, <laughs> Chelsea did enough. To win the game, VAR did what it was supposed to do. Whether the ref made the right call or not is debatable. I don't, but see, this is my. But VAR did what it's supposed to do. VAR I, said, hey, take a second look at this. But that's not what VAR's job is. 
VAR's job is to clear up clear and obvious errors. Not to say, hey, would you like a second look at this? VAR is specifically designed... No, it says, hey, this is worth a second look. No, 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 no. But that's still not what VAR's job is. VAR's job is to clear up clear and obvious errors. That's how it's described by the Premier, by the PGMOL. And are you telling me that it was a clear and obvious error? I don't know what the threshold should be for what a clear and obvious error is, but maybe... A foul on the goalie is a, nope. is a foul on the goalie. But... <sighs> But the problem is the referee has the, – the match official has a good view of it. The match official sees it, doesn't think it's a foul. And the what VAR is essentially telling that match official is that, in my opinion, this is this to me is a good criteria for what a clear and obvious error is, is that over half of your colleagues would have called this a different way. On first view, on seeing it the first time, to me that seems like a good threshold. Is that 50% of Premier League match officials would have seen that the first time and called that a foul. That to me is a clear and obvious error, and and I'm not I'm not sold. Be, I'm not sold that that's a clear and obvious error. But let's be real though. Over 50% of referees are calling a foul if there's contact on a goalie. Yes, on like corners and jostling and things. But Edward Mendy threw himself on the ground at the ball. The, attack- the ball nowhere near. He he hits him with the ball nowhere near. At like he Mendy, had plenty of time. Mendy just Mendy, par- Mendy, Mendy just par- parries the ball away. Correct. Uh, yeah. And he has he has time. He kicks him. I don't know what you saw. Mendy gets kicked. Mendy he gets brushed. Jumped, he jumps over him, and his foot happens to hit him. That is not a foul. I'll I'll simplify it for the listeners. If this happens to you in FIFA, and that. You're playing FIFA 23 or whatever, and that goal gets taken away from you. You're yes. throwing your you're throwing your controller you're turning because it's ridiculous. Off. Yeah, you're flipping yes. it off. You're, yeah, because hey, that's ridiculous. You're leaving that. Moyes didn't match. get punished. Moyes didn't get punished. But second half, did you guys see uh, Chilwell's goal? That thing was glorious. Like he has the Alonzo vibes now. I just saw that he scored. Not I didn't see the goal. <laughs> you're ridiculous. The Alonzo vibes. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Excuse my language. Marcus Alonso is yes. Marcus Alonso is no longer in the club. I and know we need that. a left wing back that's a striker. But that's an absurd comment. Nutmeg the goalie. I don't know. Like, it's, it's, zero Mar- ankle. It was gorgeous. Marcus Alonso vibes not like driving drunk or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um well, speaking <laughs> of drunk, do you um <clears throat> do you want to dive into this United Arsenal game? I, I feel like I have to. Um I yeah. you should. So obviously Arsenal lost this match. Arsenal had won five in a row. They were atop the table. Max points. Lose to United. Um, Anthony, Anthony's goal was meh. Like, it was a good goal. He took it well. Arsenal played really crap defense on it. That was the biggest issue, is that Arsenal played really poor defense. That That's the truth about all three of United's goals, that Arsenal were caught on a counterattack on two and played really poor defense on the Anthony goal. Um Obviously, Arsenal had a goal disallowed. Gabriel Martinelli uh, had a goal that was taken off because of a foul um, that was not seen, was not adjudged to be a foul in the run of play by Paul Tierney. Um, only for, do you guys know who the, the VAR official was for the Arsenal match? The same one that was for the Chelsea Tottenham match? No, it wasn't. Oh, it was the same was one. Like it was the same referee for the Chelsea West Ham match, Lee Mason. Lee Mason. Ah. Who, interestingly enough, Lee Mason has been relieved of all VAR duties for this match week coming up. I don't know if you guys saw that, but uh, he was he was supposed to be assigned to VAR matches this week, 
coming up, but uh, he's not doing any this week. Um, okay, so that's my point. Um, so Paul Tierney sees this play of Odegaard on Erickson, doesn't think it's a foul. Arsenal score. Lee Mason has him go take a look. Paul Tierney's a coward, and he agrees with VAR um, <laughs> instead of standing up for himself. And so they they they, they chalk the goal off. Um it's probably a foul. It's pro- I'm not mad if you call it a foul in the run of play. I'm not mad that VAR called it a foul. I'm mad that it's... I don't believe it fits the criteria of a clear and obvious error. Um, Arsenal, score, I- Arsenal score a good goal through Saka, and we're pushing for a winner. We got caught on two counterattacks. That's what happens. I... I will say, in the run of play, I saw that and was like, whoa, that was a little rough. And then, the, of course, the goal was good. It was really good. Um, I'm, th- that, that goal had to be finished, and he did it. He did a really like, good job. That, that, that was not a tap-in by any stretch. That was a yes. good goal. Yeah, Martinelli has to run 50 yards of the man on his shoulder and then put it past the yeah. goalkeeper. And then put it past the goalkeeper, not one-on-one. Uh, that was a good well-scored goal and a great pass. I believe that was Saka yep. that passed it. Um, <laughs> As I'm watching it, I'm just saying, play Martinelli, play Martinelli. And he plays it. So I was really happy. But anyway. Yeah. But in the run of play, I was like, whoa, that was a little rough. I, I, I saw it. Like, but also I'm not, I'm not 15 yards from them either. Yeah. <laughs> like, like tyranny is right on top of it. He was right there. So, but when you watch the replay, I agree with you. When you watch the replay, that is a foul. He goes through the back of Erickson. Erickson does a good job to shield it. You know, that's that's a, a crafty player making a crafty play. It's a soft foul. It's a foul, but it's a soft. It's a foul. foul. It's I, a foul. I, I admit so, that it's a foul. My again, and this is my this will be my gripe about VAR this week is that I am not sure it's a clear and obvious error. The only thing that makes it is that foul directly led to a goal. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what makes it clear and obvious because that was clearly a foul and that was clearly led to the goal. But but again, my 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 point is the same: is that Paul Tierney saw it. He wasn't obstructed, and so like he saw it. He didn't think it was a foul. There was nothing that he. There was nothing. There was nothing new to him by seeing it on 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 the VAR screen. Of course, he sees other angles, but like this dude is a professional referee. He's right there. He should be able to analyze that and see what's going on. And so you're so either 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 what you're telling me is that Paul Tierney's a shit referee, and he well, which is true. I mean that's that's objectively true to begin with. But yes. what what that tells me is that he couldn't see that clear and obvious foul, so he needs VAR to fix it. So why is he refing Premier League games? Because clearly he sucks. I would give you back your same advice for Brad. If the roles were reversed and Erickson fouls I don't, Odegaard, I don't, I don't think I'm that upset. You would, you would have said VAR needs to intervene with this. That's clearly a foul. Yes, I, I don't. Think if so. the roles were reversed, no, no, no. So yes. let, let, me, let me flip this back on you then, because last year in the Spurs Arsenal game where Granite Xhaka fouled Hoiberg, I said that was a foul. I said that that should have been taken away when 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 Xhaka shields off Hoiberg and they don't call a foul. I was watching. I said, they're going to bring that back because that's a foul by Xhaka on Hoiberg, and they didn't call it. So, like, no, I, I, I don't – I think 
I'm obviously biased as an Arsenal fan, but I feel like I'm f- I try to be fairly objective when it comes to these things. And my thought process is always like, what if I was in the other, sh- like, what if I was wearing the other kit? Would I be upset if I was wearing the other kit? And I, I don't think United fans would really have that much cause to be upset if that goal stood. Because it's a softest shit foul. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm biased. Who knows? Hey, Br- hey Brad. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered because the game was still would have lost 3-2. Three, three, uh, <laughs> Arsenal dominated the crap out of United. And we got <laughs> caught on two, on two counterattacks, which is not good. Which is not good. But we dominated the shit out of United. My takeaway was that was the Anthony goal was a mind fart or whatever you want to say. Zinchenko got caught in no man's land and he doesn't normally do that. That's not enough for me to be like, oh, Zinchenko sucks now. He he just made a mistake. Bruno pulls Gabriel out. So so Gabriel is coming out to challenge Bruno and then everyone has to shift. They they all have to shift over. And so, yeah. yep. so Saliba has to come cover Rashford. Um, I think uh, Zinchenko is coming over to cover someone else. And it's just, it's awkward. Well, no, he, he, Saliba steps to Bruno. Rashford. Yeah. To No. Oh, well, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So he has to step to, Zinchenko has to step to Rashford and just uncovered him. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a throw. I mean. I, it was a good pass. I think what I like about this is it, this is a game that Arsenal walk away feel like they should have gotten something out of the players. I'm talking about like the team. The team walks away from this saying we should have gotten something out of this, but yet we lost. I think that that's a lesson that this team needs to learn, and I'm glad they learned it in match week six instead of in match week twenty six. And. Yeah. And it's a, it's a game where it's on paper it's acceptable to lose away at Old Trafford. It's acceptable to do, to lose. Arsenal are a better team than Manchester United. Um, our players are better. Our setup is better. I'm going to say our manager is better. Um, <laughs> our kits are clearly better. Our stadium's better. Everything about Arsenal is better than Manchester United. But it's an acceptable result to lose away at, at Old Trafford. I will also add because I know we're running out of time, we but. Are. It is funny that they United drop Maguire and Ronaldo and win four straight. Well, like, and it, when Maguire comes on, he gets a yellow. So yes, and he should have been is called. Funny. For, he should have been it, called for a penalty too. And it's not. It, it's not funny. It's what it is. The dude's trash. It makes. It makes Outside me outside of an be, English kid. Because we have we have both we have all three agreed. There is no world where you can get me to admit that. United are a better club without Cristiano Ronaldo, but it is it is odd to watch that they play so much better when he's not on the field. And I don't know if sure. it, go he, ahead. I'm pretty sure we all like at least that James and I both said that like Ronaldo will get you goals, but if you expect to play as a team and win as a team, he's not going to do that. He affects the way that your team will play. Yes, because you're playing ten versus eleven on defense. But beyond and you're that, playing the offense, one versus eleven on offense. The offense is just different, and that's what it yeah. is. We are out of time. You guys are right. Let us know in the comments what you think about this. If you if you're new here and you were testing it out, please drop us a, a, a subscribe, a follow, whatever platform you're on. We'd love to have you come back. Check back throughout the week because we've got two more episodes coming at you throughout the the rest of this week. Um, hit us up uh, in the YouTube comments or on Twitter. That's at ksbradg. 
that guy down there, that's at Whiteheart underscore Sean. I am at James Tiffany. You could reach us collectively at Redcard underscore radio. And until next time, we will see you guys um, in the the news European wrap-up video that we got coming or episode we got coming on Thursday. We will see you guys. Have a good one.